Hello, Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. It is the podcast to exist to prove people wrong when they say that sequels are never better than the originals. Problem is, so far, this series is not proving our tagline correct. But that's why we do it. <laughs> <laughs> and with us today, we're joined by two fellow podcasters. We have Dan and Jeremy from uh, the 90 Under 90 podcast. Hello, Hello, guys. Hey. Hello out there. And 90 Under 90 is a pretty fun podcast where you guys cover movies. You're trying to cover 90 movies that are all 90 minutes or less. Is that correct? Yeah, that is, every yeah. season uh, we have 90 movies, and for us, a season lasts about two years because we, <laughs> uh, we only do one show a week. But uh, yeah, like that was what it, it originally just started to like, let's just make sure we can get to 90, and then we did, and then we were like, all right, we're good to keep going. So like we'll just call it you know, the next season, the next wave of episodes. So like uh, the title is almost uh, <laughs> you know, kind of obsolete at this point. It doesn't quite match up to <laughs> I mean, we are now well over a hundred episodes, so yeah, we've we've gone above and beyond ninety, but uh, not this season. So yeah, like <laughs> okay, because see, I've I've listened to a few, but I have I did not realize you had reached the goal because I haven't gone like completely down the archive yet. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, we've gone. So I've just listened to a pretty few. Far. And- <laughs> I think we so you're celebrated, on season two. Yeah, I think we celebrated a hundred recently with Revenge of the Nerds of all movies. So. Wow. Okay. <laughs> nice. I don't know why. <laughs> but as we pointed out on the show, a uh, hundred episodes and a show based around the number ninety is kind of uh, <laughs> it's not that special. So <laughs> we we found a movie that was fittingly not so special. <laughs> well, one of the things that I really like uh, is that. You you are covering a lot of kind of like lost comedies. It feels yeah. like, um, which is very fun to hear you guys gab about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the sh- the movies that we like are definitely the ones that are the most fun. Or the movies that we absolutely hate are the ones that can also be pretty fun to do too. Yeah, um, but yeah, like the, that's just the thing about ninety minutes is that there's not a lot of. Um, you know, for the most part, it's a lot of comedies and a lot of animated or family movies. And, you know, every now and then <laughs> yeah. you get like a sci-fi or a drama or a horror movie. You know, there's a there's a decent number of horror movies that are under 90 minutes, too. Right. But like for the most part, yeah, like comedies tend to stick to that like 90 minutes, quick and done. Let's get in and get out thing. And, you know, dramas right. tend to go above that. And we're not ready yet to do 120 over 120. Yeah. So. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Maybe, we thought that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, maybe when we officially run out of uh, really good 90-minute movies, but there's still some some big titles on there that we have uh, just been saving for the sake of saving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we thought it would be... Because, uh, Jeremy, you and I have been texting for months now trying yes. to <laughs> get together where... Cause uh, if if you're listening to our podcast, we... I, I, I can't remember which one will come out first, but in the same week, Jordan and I will be on your podcast covering... Well, we'll see what you guys think, and don't tell us right now, because I don't want to know. But we're covering the fantastic, the fantastic, fantastic, fantastic Mr. Fox, which is like a big hit at our household. Maybe we'll get into some controversy. I don't know. Who knows? Or maybe we'll all just love it. I don't know. We'll either be best friends or absolute enemies by the end of the episode, for sure. (laughs) So, um, but we... uh, 
chose this movie because it was the closest movie on our slate that is closest to 90 minutes because it's, it's an hour and 32. Yeah, Al- almost made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah just it's like barely. if they cut the credits, it's yeah. under 90. Yeah, or just and, speed them up to speed them up like 25 uh, percent. You know, have them yeah. scroll a little bit faster, and we could have gotten there, but it was not yeah. to be. And I, I would say I think that could be one of my problems with the movie, but that it's too. Sh- we're gonna get short? into that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um. When when was uh, the first time you two ex- like? Could you hit me with your Jurassic Park experience, and then specifically this movie? I, Jared, can I? I'll tell the three story. You can get into the whole overview. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll absolutely, absolutely let you get into uh, our viewing <laughs> of Jurassic Park three because that is certainly I without even having spoken about this, uh, I yeah, already yeah, know yeah. exactly what you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah. Um, my I mean, my Jurassic Park experience goes deep. I, I was uh, I did not see it in the theater. I was like seven or eight years old when the movie came out uh, in 1993. Um, so I uh, what? Yeah, it, it was a little. They weren't. They weren't fully ready to let me watch it in the theater. But uh, on home video, yeah, when it came out, I remember uh, very distinctly uh, a day. Our parents were uh, separated for um, most of our childhood, so I do remember this being a time where our dad came over. We all got Pizza Hut. It was uh, when they <laughs> when they first started introducing the stuffed crust pizza. That's kind of how old no. we are, or at least it's a, it's a bad <laughs> deal. The, the first time I ever remember it be, as a kid. So I don't know if maybe it, w- it existed prior to this and they brought it back. But yeah, when mm-hmm. it was like 93 and uh, I remember sitting down watching, like laying on the floor watching Jurassic Park and uh, being blown away by how good everything looked. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I obviously I, I have not heard your uh, other two episodes as they have not dropped yet uh, on Jurassic <laughs> Park. But um or at least as the time of this recording. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, for me, the, I, I still compare uh, special effects in movies today to Jurassic Park. I'm like, if, if it doesn't look as good as it looked in Jurassic Park, then the movie, uh, mm. it, it, it doesn't do good in their special effects in my book. Um, so, yeah, yeah. like I, I, I've been there from the beginning and not to go on for too long, but to me, the most, uh, the other fascinating thing about Jurassic Park was that this was um, the movie that kind of introduced me to filmmaking uh, because I remember there was the making of Jurassic Park special and that really, like, I was really fascinated by that whole, like, one-hour special that was, like, on, I don't know, it was, like, on NBC or something like that and then it was original, then, like, later put onto the DVDs and stuff. Um, So the making of Jurassic Park coupled with like special features that were on like the early DVD releases where they were like doing Foley art were two things that like really like opened my eyes and like my whole world to the idea of filmmaking as like a craft and an art as opposed to just disposable entertainment that, you know, I can just consume as a kid, you know. Wow. Very good. Wow. (laughs) Love, Love all that. So what's what's yeah. your relationship with this movie? With three. Uh, like when was the first time you saw it? Uh, what did you think of it at the time? You know. Mm. All right, let me yeah. transport you guys <laughs> to the year early two thousands, and we're in the theater, and we're sitting there, and it looks like 
we're, we got the first few rows to ourselves fairly packed, but then this group of like old people come in (laughs) these old white people there's probably like six of them and Uh like maybe they're they're all dating they're all like triple leg they're doing a group (laughs) dating thing but uh they sat right in front of us and they had some jokes throughout the whole thing i remember uh spoilers when they get to the bird cage this lady thought she was like joan rivers she like turned everybody she was like that's that's guano everybody guano that's guano like like what the like if you then just multiply that by a thousand and that was the spirit it almost ruined this movie for me <laughs> almost um, i think yeah you might be forgetting is there another detail that you are getting to because you might be forgetting one other detail about this this is jer kind of baiting me to remember uh what else happened here uh i don't remember what, what okay else so another thing that happened during this experience was like in addition to those old people talking somebody exited the like you know like at the front where the screens are they usually have like an exit that kind of leads out to the street yeah. oh yeah 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 so somebody went out that exit and like left the door propped open so <laughs> for like no kidding like 40 minutes daylight from outside because we saw it in the afternoon was pouring oh, no. into the theater and like nobody bothered to get up and like close it <laughs> including so I, us i guess <laughs> well we were kind of like stuck in the middle of a row it would have been yeah. more difficult but like i was literally like a second or two away from like getting up and doing it myself before somebody actually like got up and closed it yeah and oh, i just man. remember those old people man they were the yeah. worst they really ruined the whole uh <laughs> theatrical experience for this movie that did right, you i just yeah. i when i, I saw wanted... the, the revenant uh mm-hmm. which you know very intense to an old couple sitting behind me and my friend and the woman is narrating the entire movie to her husband <laughs> as if he's not sitting there and she's like on the phone with him instead. Oh my gosh. Is she reading it like action description? It's like it's a cold, it was like, like, desolate. Oh, now he's going forest. over here because he needs to do this thing for this person over here. Like, <laughs> gosh, it was awful. Uh, oh my! And now a bear is mauling the shit out of Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Um, I was going to ask, do you guys? Uh, I I have my ranking. Uh, do you guys? Are you going to save that for the end for Jurassic's? Will you indulge me? Oh, go for it. Yeah, please. Okay. Okay, my favorite is, of course, one. My yes. second favorite is actually this movie. Okay. Uh, my, my third favorite, believe it or not, is, uh, might be Fallen Kingdom. Oh, okay. F- I know, I know. And my fourth is probably World and then Lost World. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to spoil it for our listeners. Once we end the episode, I'll let you know where my ranking okay. is. But... um. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like when we do these series, I always try to go into it with like, I'm either going to a crack this movie and f- this movie that I don't like and figure out why it actually is good, or mm-hmm. I'm just going to give it a totally fresh perspective and like really give it a chance. So I have some really strong opinions about Fallen Kingdom in particular. He'll just be sure. yelling the whole episode. But <laughs> when when we watch it, my promise to our audience is I'm always going to like attempt to watch it a new i'm always gonna Good. at least try yeah. mike is a lot better mm-hmm. at that than i am <laughs> very much but for this movie for i did not see jurassic park until i was in college as the mm. listener knows um so i'm a, a very late 
viewer of the series. I think I even saw Jurassic World before Jurassic Park. That's possible. I can't totally remember. But that's just so this weird. Movie, I say it every episode yeah. when you explain it to our guests, but I cannot believe you didn't grow up with Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. So this movie, I was like, oh, I've never seen this movie. And then we're watching it, and then the plane crashes, and I was like, I've seen this movie. I think I've seen half of this movie. So yeah, this is like a big cable movie. Definitely. Yeah. I remember watching it on oh, God. TV. This movie is all over TNT, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is just like, it's it's short enough that they can extend it to like two hours and they don't even have to cut anything out of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's perfect. But um, yeah, I remember the first time I saw the movie was in, this was the first one I was able to see in theaters because I think I would have been like eight or nine. Um, so uh, I I was able to see it and at Wait, the, when did this movie come out? Two thousand one. Oh okay. So at the time I was like very stoked about it, very very mm-hmm. much so. Um, it's changed a bit as we've gone on. I I do find it kind of charming though. I will say that mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna probably criticize a lot, but it's a pretty fun movie. I'm gonna say that up front. Okay. Cool. Right this on. one is without a doubt the second best one. And I haven't even seen all of them, but <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. It is way well, better than the last movie. I mean, I don't know your guys' opinion on World, but I mean, when if you want a, a strong opinion, uh, Jurassic World makes me cry, and I, I'll get into that later. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it's bad. No, no, for, it makes me cry for all the for all the right Pixar-like reasons. Oh, of, really? Well. Yes, right. and I, well, I, I'll, I'll explain that later because that's not this movie. But but oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll I'll definitely share my my love of uh, a world at the end. Well, okay, Look that's gonna that, be you guys. I'm excited about that because that movie has a very complicated like fan base. It feels like you know, like online, it's an easy movie to bash. But I did like it. But it's also like I feel like I'm not allowed to like it because of the culture that's like that has become <laughs> around the movie. But we'll see. I'm going to watch it this week and record a podcast about it, so they'll hear it. (laughs) Yeah. All I can say is I kind of think that all all fandom is a little toxic these days. So, like, you know, no matter what you like or don't like, you're going to get poisoned from everybody around you. Yep. That is very, (laughs) very true. Um, So let's jump into the production. We have covered... Uh, this director before Jordan, because this is Joe Johnston, the director of Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Our favorite Captain America movie. Is it, mm-hmm. which one's your favorite? Just, just to get a feel. My, my favorite MCU movie is winter soldier. Oh, okay. So yeah, big, big fan of that one. Yeah. That, that one. So when we, what I saw, Okay, when we watched Captain America 1, it was the second time I saw it, and I hated it the first time. And then when we rewatched it, I was like, this movie's not that bad. And then when we watched Winter mm-hmm. Soldier, I was like, this is the only one I remember liking. And then we watched it, mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't like this movie anymore. <laughs> 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 A lot of flip-flopping as we covered that series for yeah. me. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you'll have to, I mean, if you want to, I don't want to just keep recapping for the listener, but if you if you want to uh, have a fight over, over email, Email or text or something. L- listen, listen to that episode and, and text us about it. <laughs> All right. But um, so this is directed by Joe Johnston. He's also the guy who did Jumanji, Hidalgo, um, October Sky, and most recently he had to get into the Four Realms. He went with the Nutcracker oh, into right. the Four Realms. Right. <laughs> oh. 
the movie's produced by Kathleen Kennedy, of course. Uh, Larry Franco, who produces a bunch of Joe Johnston movies, Batman Begins, Mars Attacks, Batman Returns, Prince of Darkness, and The Thing. So he's like a John Carpenter, Tim Burton, Joe Johnston guy. Interesting. Uh, written by Peter Buckman, who did both of the Che movies, which are the Benicio Del Toro, Ooh, yeah. Steven Soderbergh movies, which I have not seen mm-hmm. those, but I would love to watch them. Um, he also wrote Aragon. And then we have Alexander Payne, who wrote and directed Downsizing, <laughs> uh, Descendants, Sideways, About Schmidt. And then Jim Taylor, yeah. who did Juliet, Naked, Downsizing, Sideways, and About Schmidt. So I think they're writing partners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then music, we have Don Davis, who we spent a little time with last weekend, Jordan, because he did uh, the three Matrix movies. Oh, he did. So who is this? Don Davis is the music for okay. this movie. Okay. And just for the record. He the, did all the Matrix movies? Yeah. The three Matrix scores are fantastic. Love the scores mm. to those movies. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, cinematography, we have Shelley Johnston, who like works with Joe Johnston. Okay. Um, the budget of this movie, $93 million. And this is like a huge drop-off from the previous. We're, we're about to hit the box office. So the movie domestically makes $181 million, And then worldwide, it makes $368 million. Ooh. So it went from Jurassic Park 1 getting over 900 million Jurassic Park 2 like around 650 million to this one 368 oh that is so mm. bad and if I, I can say that one of the reasons that I think uh, contributes to that is because every single theater had six old people that would talk throughout <laughs> the entire movie and yep. it just it made everybody sour on the movie and the word of mouth got around yeah nobody wanted <laughs> To go. I think that was in Ebert's mm. review. He just said, "Why are these old people at every screening?" <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't stop talking, and it wasn't guano. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about how the movie was made here. Um, Spielberg was like, "I can't direct another one. A lot of work." But he remembered that Joe Johnston had expressed interest in directing the second movie. Yeah. So him, the, the two of them start working together. And Spielberg's original idea, which I think is kind of insane, it's okay. kind of an insane idea. When you take into account who Alan Grant is, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, his original idea was that Alan Grant snuck on one of Injun's islands to study the dinosaur secretly and was living in a tree like Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm in. Wait, wait. When you and Mike and when you and I were talking about last night, like what what are different stories that they could have done? Yeah, isn't this literally what I said? Just not Alan Grant. Well, I think that's but the I, my problem idea to me, was is like, Alan Grant a, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but not saying that that would be a great movie or anything. Just like a, this is something else they could have done. Yes, that wasn't the same movie as the other ones. I but. suppose if you switch a character, it could be pretty interesting. Um and uh, but but That's Joe weird. Johnston yeah. was like, I don't think Alan Grant would do that, so they scrapped no, the idea. No, um, then screen. Yeah, oh, sorry. I, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of uh, a big bushy beard on Sam Neill with that <laughs> that hat and a big bushy beard living in a tree. That mm. that sounds amazing. Well, I did not consider the beard uh, <laughs> in like his hunt for the wilder you people. Always must consider the beard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then screenwriter Greg Rosenberg had a draft where teenagers were marooned on an island. Okay. Which, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and then Peter Buckman takes a crack at it, and his idea is that 
pteranodons, which we've been calling pterodactyls, but I guess they're called pteranodons. Okay. Uh, escape and cause mysterious killings. And then uh, I think in Costa Rica. And then Alan Grant, Billy, and the family crash land on Isla Sorna. That sounds busy. Yeah, yes. But then two <laughs> weeks before filming, Johnston and Spielberg were not happy with the script. So after $18 million was already spent, they started a new draft. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, was, so um... I'm, I'm painting a picture for you. This was not a good production. And I, yes. I, I don't know if it's because... I had done all this research before, but I felt like I could kind of see that in the movie. But I don't know. Maybe sure. the three of you would disagree with me. On well, that. maybe because th they spend so much time, they're like, let's just come up with the, mo the simplest story possible. Because this story seems pretty simple to me compared yes. to the last movie yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I mean, The Lost World is kind of like it's two movies you know you right. got the first half which like is all the island stuff and then you got this nonsense with the baby t-rex yeah. and then <laughs> you bring them to the mainland and it's like a completely it should be a completely separate yeah. movie but he, like spielberg was like well i don't know that i'm ever going to direct another one of these so he crammed it into the last one <laughs> right. when really that like could have been like its own separate thing and then yeah yeah you got Joe Johnston like oh, I'll 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 do it. Like, <laughs> well, and I will say that as much as I did not like Fallen Kingdom, I will say I love how the movie ended with the possibilities of what a third movie could be, because it it does feel like the mm -hmm. first time the series is like okay we might do something different. Is how that felt to me. They actually, actually make it a Jurassic World. Right. Right. Which you know? I think was the All idea right. behind that whole trilogy. But we'll see. We'll see if they stick the landing. Um, so then... In Trevorrow, we trust, <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> book of Henry. Book of Henry. Yeah, Let's right? get it going. Open that book. High five. <laughs> Have, is that under 90? Unfortunately, ah. no. Because... Yeah. <laughs> I really want to do that one. I can't... <laughs> I can't tell you guys how many times we have that exact same exchange. Is that under 90? <laughs> no. Because ah. I have not, uh, I have actually have not seen it, but I've listened. I don't know if you guys ever listened to Blank Check, the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and their episode on that, has, I laugh out loud when I, and I've listened to it twice <laughs> yeah. because it's like one of my favorite episodes of their show. Sometimes they bounce, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, continuing on here, David Kep, who wrote the screenplay for the previous two movies, he said, "Why don't we just make it a rescue mission idea, and 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 scrap them attacking the coast of Costa Rica?" Okay. So he kind of makes it a little cleaner, and then Universal like they liked Payne and Tyler's rewrite of Meet the Parents. So they decided to have them come Ooh. in and do improved <laughs> characters and story. Okay. <laughs> you know, I uh, I just watched Meet the Parents and Meet the Fockers uh, just like a few days ago, just for the hell mm -hmm. of it. And, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of parts that don't hold up. But uh, it, it, as far as comedy of errors go, I like to, you know, it's not the worst. I, I remember like the first one is fantastic as far as my memory serves me it's been a long time yeah but i haven't seen it in so long yeah for me it was quite a while and like i was expecting to hate it but i, I didn't hate That's it good. this time I, I would recommend catching back <laughs> up with it and but what i think it is really interesting that alexander payne and, and jim taylor 
did a did a did the script because Sideways is one of my favorite movies, and I was like, yeah, when I when I see Paul Giamatti and Thomas Hayden Church uh, talking about life, yeah, I think about dinosaurs. <laughs> on an I island. see the potential in that, sure. <laughs> But no, they bring that that human element, I guess, between like William yeah. H Macy and Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Um, did that work for you guys? All that divorce stuff. I theoretically like it. Um, I I think William H Macy is really miscast in this movie, though. I mm. I was into it. I thought yeah, it was I, very. Interesting. I might be kind of in a corner on my own, which is kind of fun. But I I feel like uh, <laughs> Macy has such a very specific energy. And I think of like yeah. my two favorite performances of his, uh, Magnolia, and then um, Fargo, mm-hmm. and it's like he has this like kind of comedic sense about him, and the actor was able to, I mean, the director was really able to use that as a weapon in both of those movies, and mm-hmm. in this movie, it does feel like, it, I just feel like if he's cast, they just need to add like three or four really cheesy catchphrases, and this movie really works for me <laughs> as like kind of a throwback like 80s action movie but when you are trying to make like a serious jurassic park movie the the way he's talking and some of the things he says it's a little like ah for me i think that i like that they have some baggage that's off screen like basically they are already divorced yeah and what i like part of the first movie the laura dern and sam neill characters written in terms of like they kind of have baggage too of like not him not wanting kids like that's a little thing that you can tell that they've discussed off screen. And then the second movie, probably mm. what didn't really work for me with Julianne Moore and um, Jeff Goldblum being together is I just have a hard time seeing him being in a relationship. Oh because yeah. Because he's, he's talked about <laughs> being like such a womanizer. So it's just kind of like, I don't really care what happens to your relationship. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the thing is like, you know, to speak to the baggage is like the baggage that Sam Neill and Laura Dern have. It's like, very subtly placed and you're kind of like what is that like i, I want to yeah. know more about because like i remember as a kid you know it i'm like are they to get like in the beginning I, I couldn't quite figure out like are they actually a couple or like you know i, I didn't know um because i just wasn't smart enough to put it all together i was eight <laughs> but like when you get to the lost world it's for ian malcolm to it's you just assume he yeah. has baggage like you know like it's not a mystery it's not like i don't want to know what's going on what's yeah. that guy's oh, got yeah. in his closet you know weird like, um <laughs> yeah but i do i do think that i i do like the story idea behind it and i think that it's communicated fairly well uh i just i have a problem i mean i want to iterate that i do like william h macy but i just i don't think he works in the movie okay but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll be convinced by the end of this episode. <laughs> um, but I thought this was very interesting. So Alexander Payne has a quote about the movie. And he said, we gave them a new script and then we saw the movie and it's all action. They took the rest out. Oh. <laughs> hmm. And then we come to find out they never had a final draft while shooting the movie. Problematic. <laughs> and they had technical wow. problems, weather problems. Some days they would shoot a quarter of a page or an eighth of a page. Ugh. So William H. Macy has this mm. quote to say about the filming. Now, this was taken when he was, uh, he, it was like an interview while they were shooting the movie. And he said, the script has been evolving and being rewritten as we go. And what you want to say is, who launched a $100 million ship without a rudder? And who's getting fired for this? But that's the way it goes. That's the way they make these movies. Big deal. I think someone should be shot, but I'm not in charge. 
Whoa. Whoa. Also, also, my wife is in hot water yeah. for this college admission <laughs> scandal, and I'm really sorry about that. So he says that, but then it, 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 this cracks me up. I actually kind of love this drama about Hollywood because then after the movie's over, he said, actually, it was an amazing experience. And yeah, Johnson, when he's doing a press run. Yeah. Sure. And, then, and then Joe Johnson's like, oh, I think he was just interviewed on a bad day. And it's like, OK, I think it probably just sucked to work wow. on the movie. Sounds like, like it. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that sounds really nice of Joe Johnson to cover for <laughs> William H. Macy yeah. like that. And then Johnston uh, called his agent a few times and asked if he could get moved from the project. The, a dude that wanted to work on the series oh. so bad asked to leave. Yeah, and then, you know, again, <laughs> later he, like, backtracks as, like, like, this is, like, later interviews after the movie comes out, and he's like, yeah, I tried to quit a few times, but I'm glad I didn't, and it was a great experience, you know, which is well, what everyone says. Yeah. Right. Who the hell does he think he is? Brian Singer? Like, guys, he can't get away with that. Guys, this is his apocalypse now. There's even a boat on a river. There's harsh conditions. You really have to give it up for John Stone. Which on this I think one. would make the little kid Marlon Brando, because he's the one on the island. With oh, yeah. <laughs> right. He seems to be very knowledgeable, too. I think of that cow getting slaughtered. And I think of the goat. Oh in the my first gosh! Movie. Uh. <laughs> so I guess, I guess this is a masterpiece then uh, that we just I didn't see. Yeah. End of episode. <laughs> Bye Thanks guys. For coming on. See you later. <laughs> um, so I just have a couple more facts. These are more fun. But the si the Spinosaurus animatronic was forty four feet long and weighed thirteen tons. Whoa. Um. And the Spinosaurus ripped the head off the T-Rex during filming. Cool. And then a company called D-Hop, this is just a stupid fact, okay, guys? So don't take this seriously. But a company called D-Hop, D-Hop-On, excuse me, teamed up with the movie to offer a promotion for the world's first disposable cell phone. But they couldn't... <laughs> They couldn't get it finished in time, and it was a uh, a ripoff of Nokia. So the winners received thirty dollars and a DVD instead. Uh, okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that. I thought that was. You're right. That was a stupid fact. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that it is uh, the animatronic one is fascinating because uh, it looks like garbage, and I wouldn't have assumed that there was an animatronic thing that was actually being photographed in, yeah. in this movie because i thought that as a kid being there i was like oh no we have taken a drastic <laughs> step down in the visuals on i mean this. i think it looks good <laughs> um when it is the animatronic uh, some of the, its movements are a little janky um it just this movie looks like th th there have been no technological advancements since the first one that's true that's what yeah. it looks like including cgi yes like especially that agreed yeah which yes. uh, before we jump into actors, do you, do you uh, 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 what what was the significance <laughs> of them? Uh, is it they get the cell phone out of the poop and then that dinosaur with the horn on its head looks at them and then walks what was away? That? Oh yeah, yeah. Th well, was it to establish the ringtone for later in the tummy, or was that just to be? funny and shitty well, i don't know they had already established the ringtone but they get it and then while they're getting it they look up and see this really really bad looking like t-rex with a horn on it that's red and it's a dinosaur that's like i mean this uh -huh. 
we don't know if this has existed, right? Unless I'm wrong, <laughs> I don't know, but it's like Oh, are you are you guys asking literally what was that creature that was staring why? at them? Yeah, like because it just turns around <laughs> and we never see it before or after. Yeah, it's just it's kind no of gun in I don't the closet know. Thing. It's like the, yeah. <laughs> It's the girl with the um the balloon in Schindler's <laughs> list. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's that. <laughs> Little nod to another Spielberg. They decided. I don't yeah, need I mean, to explain that, right? Guys? Doing Spielberg. <laughs> Good. Cool. Um, I'll I'll go through actors quickly. Yeah, hit the actors. Yeah. Um, so we've already covered yeah. Sam Neill and Laura Dern. So um, we have William H Macy, which we've already talked about. He's in movies such as Fargo, Magnolia. He's in the show Shameless. He's in Boogie Nights, Sea Biscuit, Door to Door, which I think is the first thing I ever saw William H Macy in, where he's a salesman wow. that has cerebral palsy. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I remember and then that. Yeah. This was a little interesting to me. Well, actually, also he's in Mystery Men, and then he's in the Gus Van Sant Psycho. But who is he in the? I, I oh, you didn't. Okay, sorry. He is uh, in this in Psycho. He's uh, the detective at the end oh. who starts. Uh, yeah, I th- he's the detective, okay. I believe, the main oh, okay. detective. Um. So then he's also in the Smash Mouth music video All Star. <laughs> <laughs> but also in that music video is well, Dane Cook, Paul Rubens, Janine Garofalo. Doug Jones oh. and Ben Stiller. Doug Jones is in it. So, yeah. Are you guys not familiar with Mystery Men? I oh, I am with Mystery Men. Yeah, and I saw that his credit was the same as Mystery Men, so I just assumed it was something with that. Yeah. So, yeah, Mystery Men. Uh, most people think of All Star from Shrek, but yeah, That's no, me, Mystery yeah. Men was the like the title song from Mystery. Our All Star was the song from Mystery Men, and then Shrek was like, no, 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 we'll take it. That's right. Yeah. That's that's. That's all part of our Smash Mouth podcast, which you guys can subscribe to. Uh, <laughs> please subscribe to that. Do you that. guys cover the bread yeah. festival incident? Oh, yeah. We actually have five <laughs> episodes on that one. So, yeah. Okay. That's, I didn't know. I've seen Mystery Men when I was a kid, kind of like before I was aware of these things. So Yeah. No, but, but I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong for not being familiar <laughs> with Mystery Men, believe me. Like, uh, it's a little movie called Mystery Men, you guys. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, all those, especially like Dane Cook being the weird, obscure one. Like he's in that movie for like 30 seconds or something like that. And like, in, that makes sense. He's a yeah, waffle man. But, yeah. The waffler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. And then we have, it's Taya Leone. Is that how you say her uh-huh. name? Yeah. I've never had to say it out loud. Okay. So Taya Leone, she is Madam Secretary. You've you've never been on the stand and had to witness against her or anything? No. Okay. Not in a court of law. Um, But she is Madam Secretary. Uh, She's also in Spanglish, Fun with Dick and Jane, which is what I know her from, Mm. Tower Heist, Deep Impact. She's in Bad Boys and A League of Their Own. Oh. Okay. A League of Her Own, huh? A League of Their Own, not her own. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Alessandro Nivola, who plays Billy. Oh, Billy. Um, uh. He's in he's in a lot of movies that I didn't know that he was in. So he's in American Hustle. He's also in, as we know, The Art of Self-Defense. Yeah, um, fantastic performance in that very movie. Very scary, that movie. Okay, and then he's in Face Off. Oh. He's oh, also in... I don't remember he's, that. He's uh, <laughs> Nick Cage's brother. That's right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I would watch that movie. That's, that movie that rules so, so hey, that's hard. The movie, that's the movie where they take the face off, right? 
<laughs> my my favorite part about them it's so crazy and ridiculous and but it knows it and that's what i love about mm-hmm. it but we were watching the movie for the first time and at the end there's a boat scene mm-hmm. do you guys remember oh, yeah that? and he, he they're like flying toward this boat and and i'm like i i start saying out loud please jump please jump the boat please and then it flies off and explodes and i stood up in our apartment and just cheered <laughs> we by, both did because what what we both did yeah it was Ooh. way too cool yeah yeah um he's also in you were never really here Ooh. really yeah he's also in the neon demon selma and a most violent year cool wow good career yeah <laughs> And then Trevor Morgan, who is the kid, he's also in The Sixth Sense, The Patriot, The Rookie, Barney's Great Adventure, <laughs> and Concrete Kids. <laughs> we uh, we did Mean Creek, and he was in that recently. Yeah. Mean Creek? Yeah. What is that? Mean Creek's a movie from like 2013 or something like that. No, it's 2004. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Well, man, I can't remember those. But yeah, no, it's uh, it, that was... Um, Josh Peck is in it. Um, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> wow, throwback. And, and a Culkin, and it's actually really good. It's about these kids who take a boat trip, and I don't want to spoil it, but it's a dramatic. Yeah. Which, oh. which Culkin is uh, it? The, good, the great one. Uh, what's his Rory. name? Uh, the guy from Succession? Rory. No, no. Not Rory. Well, actually, no, I like, my favorite is Kieran. Who's the guy from Scott Pilgrim? Kieran. The, it's not him. Um, oh, it's the younger it's one from uh, yeah. Scream 4. And Signs. R- no. Rory's in Scream 4. Kieran is in... Uh, Scott Pilgrim. It's, yeah. As well as Succession. Uh, it's Rory in uh, Mean Creek. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. He's good. He's also in Castle Rock. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Michael Jeter, who plays the the guy, the like the one that survives for a little bit. Uh, he's in The Green Mile, Polar Express. He's Mr. Noodle on Sesame Street. <laughs> Mr. Noodle. A ton of, a ton of Sesame Street credits. What a good gig. <laughs> Patch Adams, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Mouse Hunt, and Airbud. That's right. I knew him from Airbud. Yeah. And then I wanted to mention Mark Herlick, who is the guy parasailing at the beginning mm-hmm. with the kid. He is in an episode of Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> He's in the episode that he makes Jerry play, be bad at tennis to impress his wife. That's right. Don't remember Another that. Another round for me, And then two more. John Deal, who was in Stargate, Stripes, A Time to Kill, as well as Castle Rock. Um, who is I, he, though? Oh, he is the 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 white guy flying the plane. Okay. And then the the black guy who also died early okay. on too. Uh, Bruce A. Young. He's in Basic Instinct, Risky Business, and Hot Shots. Now was was the black guy the first guy to die again Mm-mm. in this movie? No. No. Okay. It was, uh, Mr. They break that tradition in this movie. <laughs> it was Cooper, uh, the bearded black-haired gentleman who gets eaten by the Spinosaurus. Yes. Like, as they're trying to take off with, in the plane. Yes, okay. And technically, it probably would be the the guy parasailing. Mm. Yes. Technically, but not on screen. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, because the we, we talked about this on both our previous episodes, but it, you know, it is that classic, like, really dumb joke, like, stereotype. I don't know why it happens, but... In both the the previous two movies, it's a black guy that gets killed first. In- I mean, it's not just these movies that do it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I heard Spielberg invented that trope. Actually, no, <laughs> no. That's that's. We don't want to spread that information. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm cutting that out of the episode. I love Spielberg too much for yeah, you to do that. To no, him. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um let's jump into the plot of the movie. We'll just walk through it. 
Um, so the movie starts with the sky, uh, the paragliding sequence, and we see Eric and his like stepdad. I don't know if they're married. It doesn't really matter, but they're paragliding, and um, you're going by Isla Sorna, and it says restricted, and um, I like this idea a lot. I think the the technology is very dated. I mean, it's very green screeny looking, oh, but yeah. the idea of it is pretty terrifying. <laughs> like looking down after the clouds, and you look down in your boat, and it's empty. Yeah, and Ooh. clearly it's been attacked. Yeah, that's cool. Um, then they get on. Uh, you know, they 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 like they parasail into the island. Yeah, and then you go. Okay, so it's a rescue mission. Okay. Yeah, movie's established already. Mm-hmm. I think one thing to note as we go, um, as as much as we did we did point out a lot of the issues with Lost World. Um, I just think that Spielberg is still he is just still such a master of creating tension, and this movie really lacks that for me. I think if this movie spent a little more time to to give tension in these sequences, I think I would probably like it a lot. But something like this parasailing scene, it's so fast, and the shots are very, like, average to me, mm-hmm. that it's just kind of like, okay, they're dead. Okay, he's getting on the island. Oh, it's it's more of like, now I know what's happening, not I'm scared of what's happening, as yeah. I have been in the previous two movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's like, yeah. by the time... I was just going to say, by the time you get to the third movie, you really do have to kind of shake things up because we, we've seen this kind of stuff before. And, like, if you're not going to yeah. freshen up the shots or at the very least, then, like, what what are we doing? Just repeating yeah. the same stuff, you know? And I'll just say, yeah. when it comes to, like, a franchise, you're handing it off to a director. I often think that the, the directors who they hand it off to, they get a lot right, but they often forget some really key ingredients to what made previous installments work. You know, like I, yeah. I think of like Ocean's 8, not to really, I don't want to shit on that too much, but like, I feel like uh, F. Gary Gray, he did like a crash course in Soderbergh and then he just like, all right, I get the gist of it, but like, he doesn't get the, the seasonings of the entire stew, you know? And I think Johnson's the same yeah. way. Yeah. And, and I think there is some, uh, there is an element of um, copycatting that yeah. happens yeah. where it's like, maybe if Joe Johnston felt the freedom to just do what he does Mm -hmm. maybe the movie could be a little more interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like like those first two phases of or or that like this the second phase of marvel felt like everyone was kind of trying to like copy like uh even though i like a lot of those movies particularly Mm -hmm. guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. um but some of those movies are like we got to do what we did in the avengers movie and follow the joss whedon thing Mm -hmm. and then it felt like in 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 uh, phase three they finally let that go and they were like, okay, it's a Taika Waititi movie. Okay, James Gunn, like, really go balls to the walls on this one. Mm-hmm. And and then I think the movies are more interesting the more they make because they're letting directors yeah. be a little more interesting with what they do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes, got him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, then we cut to Alan Grant, and he's with um, Elsie. Elsie Sattler, that's Laura Dern. Oh, yeah. And Ellie. there's a kid there. Or Ellie. Ellie, Ellie, dang it. And um, when he was talking to the kid, I was like, oh, this is this is kind of dumb that he would, like, talk to his own kid this way and, like, not realize stuff. And Are then, you supposed to think it's his kid? They're totally setting that okay. up. Yeah, okay. and I will say, I th- the movie totally tricked me because it's been so long since I've seen it. And when I saw that that was not 
then she they kisses this other man on the mouth, and I was like, weird. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was kind of clever. And well, I, I do kind of okay. Yes. What if they're us. what if they're in a tryst, you know, and it's Grant and this one guy, <laughs> and they're sharing. You know, it could be that. You know, you guys. You know, it's we're living in early two thousands here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just thought that reversal was kind of. Um, it was kind of clever, and and I do like the idea that they didn't get married, even though um, it's like I kind of want that as having watched the other movies. I mean, it, I just assume because you know the first movie it was pretty clear that their probably their biggest issue in their relationship was him not wanting kids, right? Because yeah. they, like smell. A, they smell. They yeah. smell. So yeah, he couldn't handle it. Babies smell. Babies smell. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. I. What do you guys think? Like. I like to project other funny stories besides him not wanting kids. Like, do you think like he really wanted to hook up with her and like he tried to wear her down and like he called her all the time? He's like, oh, that fucking Grant again. He's like, <laughs> you know, I've really changed, Ellie. I got this new guy, Billy. I'm wor- it's working for me. And, you know, I'm really grown. It's too late. And then she finally invites him over to like <laughs> interact with her kid. And he's like, yeah, she's uh, like, maybe they'll work out. You, know, you want to play with the triceratops? Or, <laughs> let me school you. Like, can we just come on? Can I, can I treat it like a classroom? Yeah. I do think it's, it's interesting. If any franchise doesn't need to have recurring characters, it is this one. Mm. Um, because I just think. If you really look at the events of the first Jurassic Park movie, the the way they experience that and then them getting back, it, it really, no matter how contrived they can make the plot devices, it, it really is like, I don't ever see a world where Ian Malcolm ever spends any time with dinosaurs. I don't see a world where Alan Grant does none of that. And then hearing that they're like, like uh, Laura Dern and, and Sam Neill have signed on for the last Jurassic Park movie that they're making i'm like but i i think that they shouldn't be in it i i don't think that we need them there i think it should be different people you know i don't know what you guys think of that it's just uh it's tricky because um i think a lot of what to what makes a producer a franchise what makes a franchise to a producer is like the characters and sure for, for me individually uh, uh it's really something to ponder i think when i read that news it put a smile on my face actually if i'm being honest oh yeah. I mean, great. <laughs> I, I I try not to be. Uh, I don't. I don't like being the cynical person. That's no, like, no, rah, 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 rah. sure. But it's I, yeah. No, I get it though. Like, do we really need to wheel these guys out? Like when I saw Palpatine in nine spoilers, guys. <laughs> I was like, come on, this poor guy. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, it's a little like I don't know that we need him here. There's yeah. there's big enough threats. I don't know that. There needs to be a puppet master behind the eight other puppet masters. Right. I, I will say for this movie, in terms of getting Sam Neill back, it I think they did it pretty well. Like it, it mm-hmm. logically makes sense. Like he just really needs money. Yeah. Like <laughs> to to continue his his safe paleontology. So it's like, okay, the you're checking off box like the logical boxes. Yeah. And sure. like in a way. So it, it worked. It worked for me, but I, I do understand. Like, let's just get some new blood. Yeah, in some ways. And I, I think, like, even though I, I, I think later in the movie he doesn't make a lot of sense. But I really liked Billy up until he stole the raptor egg, and I was like, I could almost see him just being the main character of this movie. And even, even like maybe Alan Grant's in the movie, and then he's like, he's like 
don't go over there. And then Billy's like, I'm going to go help him. I especially you loved know? when Billy was basically eaten by the pterodactyl things. Uh-huh. And there was so much blood in the river. <laughs> and then we see him on a plane. And he's just got some bandages on. I love that. It makes so much your sense. Hat. <laughs> yeah. I like but, the way that um that I think that the use of Ellie in this movie is the right way to bring back these types of characters, like you were saying, Michael, yeah. about uh like him if 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 Alan Grant was the one warning Billy, like, do not go like, you know, if Billy was the new character and he works with Alan Grant and we just get Alan Grant like warning him. Like, um, but then uh, what's like, his name have... in two, uh, Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah, of like right. that. Yeah. Um, and then you just bookend it like they do with this movie with her, like with Ellie, where she's like in it in the beginning and then she's gone and then she kind of comes back as a little bit of a, you know, has a, her own heroic moment from a distance. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. to do it that way is cool. Like I, I kind of liked their, um, inclusion of ian malcolm in fallen kingdom because it would like it made sense like you get to bring him back but at the same time he's like i'm not like yeah he would not be going anywhere near that island and that's why i am the most fascinated for this next one because i'm like really how are you going to pull that off like logically without it being incredibly contrived but yeah like so if, if if it was just the use of a bookend i think that's like you said like that's the right dosage of old characters for a franchise like this Yes. Yeah, if anything, this movie proves that uh, Alan Grant is very gullible. <laughs> Potentially. He's just like, I mean, he's just playing dumber than he yeah. was in the first movie for for like for most of like, you know, he'll get them out of it. But at the same time, he doesn't he doesn't feel like he's going through anything in this movie. He just kind of feels like, all right, let's just get out of here, guys. Like, that's <laughs> like, kind of his yeah. energy the whole movie. Yeah. And like, in a, in a way, in the first movie, he is motivated by. If you come here, I will fund your research. And that's yeah. what got, got him there. And they do the same passion. thing. Yeah. In the yeah. first movie, he's got life and he's like, and he's also like, he's in love with Ellie. And like in this one, like he's world weary. He's been through it. And it's like, you'd think it'd make him more interesting. But just like in the last one with Ian Malcolm, it's for me, it makes them less interesting. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. But, and probably realistically, he probably like, it, it probably would have made more sense to kill his character in the movie, like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm in not, this I'm, movie. Did, yeah. Like, Oh, it, it makes, oh shit. Think, That's an interesting back in this. Like, cause what's his arc in this? He has no real arc. It's just like, all right. Like, yeah, I don't you know, do this, but I don't want to be here. <laughs> all right. We got out of it. Like, great. Like, like, like if he dies in it, like he could at least make a sacrifice yeah. and have like all of it be worth something. And instead it's just kind of like, Oh, thank God. Ellie sent them. Yeah, it's like even yeah. in a way when he finds the kid and they're in the bus, that's usually the moment where you, you know, maybe they change. But it's, it's like, well, in the first movie, he was forced to be with children and he changed then. So mm-hmm. what changing does he have to do now? True. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, let's just get out of this bus and go to the coast. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if, the kid's got uh, everything under control. So like, he yeah. doesn't even like need to put much thought or effort into it. The kid's like, I got urine. I got all the supplies we need. Yeah. We're good. Like, yeah. What if it was a very, and I'm getting ahead here, but what if it was a very Night of the Living Dead ending where Grant just accidentally got shot by like the Navy in the head <laughs> as they're going to the coast and that's it. Cut to black at the end. They hear him using the, the Velociraptor vocal thing and they're like, dinosaur! Shoot! <laughs> Perfect. But I do want to, before we get to the island, and we'll, I'll talk about this and then let's just skip to the island. Skip to the fun mm-hmm. stuff, but 
my favorite scene in this movie that I think is actually a really excellent scene that shows a lot about his character and stuff like that is when he's teaching in the college class. Okay. Mm. I, I love it because it just shows, it, it does show like our odd relationship with um, people when they've done things. And then it just shows like what he is currently doing. So he's teaching this whole thing. He's trying to educate people on everything. And then he says, any questions? And yeah. everyone raises their hands and he says, but any questions not about Jurassic Park? And everyone puts their hands down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's so like indicative of how we react to people we don't know. Where it's like, I define you by that one thing yeah. and I'd like to know about it. And then, oh, mm-hmm. you want to teach me something else? Never mind. I'm out. And and now that you mentioned in the scene, uh, I watched it today. He, right after they lower their hands, he says, or about the second incident in San Diego that yeah. I didn't witness. And <laughs> yeah. to me, it was like a commentary. Like, not only did Dr. Grant not watch Lost World, but fucking the actor did not watch Lost <laughs> World either. <laughs> I know, there is definitely a reading of this movie you could do that is about like the franchise itself yeah where it's yeah. like it's like oh sam neil needs money so he is hired <laughs> for this movie and he did not go to this movie because he did not have money to and do is, it if and billy steals those eggs does that mean he's willing to put to do anything to carry this on <laughs> <laughs> the franchise yeah. is the eggs yeah we could probably like like much like Inception, how you can read it like you know DiCaprio's the director and Saito's the producer, and these are the actors. <laughs> right. We could probably sit here and like figure out who each of them are in regards to the franchise of Jurassic Park. Sam Neill is Doctor is Doctor Grant in <laughs> Jurassic Park Three. Uh, when they, what did you guys think of the part where they? We're going, we're going all over the place. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Uh, oh, yeah. The part where they blow up the plane with the teeth and the eyes on it to practice their uh, their shooting, <laughs> yeah. the mercs. I, I like the, genuinely didn't the, care about anything that happened in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's just All like, it is is, yeah. yeah, go, go ahead. Michael Jeter just goes, yeah, these guys are, I've never worked with them, but uh, here they are. And then they blow up a plane and that's it. Yeah, like, that's like, all you need to know. Maybe you should have just shown a picture of who's also going to be in this movie and then dies. <laughs> See, this is um, when it could have been cool yeah. if they were like, here's the team. And we see that this all takes place before Predator 1. And this is the uh, team of commandos. And they take them there. Shit. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it's funny because I think I don't find these characters very interesting. Grant got less interesting. The boys, like, nobody's interesting to me. And that's a problem, <laughs> yeah. like, in this movie. <laughs> like, a big problem. Well, that's the funny thing about all of the movies to my memory. Because even though, again, I said that I did like Jurassic World, it just, mm-hmm. it also feels like, ah, oh, but these characters are so paper thin. Whereas in the first Jurassic Park, they are so rich. Yeah. I just really, they all have these incredible arcs. And the, every time I watch the movie, I see something different about the characters. But what's interesting about it is they're so rich, but they're so simple. They're mm-hmm. just like, like they just basically yep. represent humans. Yeah. It feels like, it feels like Dennis Nedry is more developed than like uh, Udesky in this movie, you know? Wait, which, which is and, which? And, uh, <laughs> Wayne Knight in the first movie is like, had, oh, like yeah, you, so much more developed than like the Merc, uh, the bald guy who like hires the other Mercs in this movie, played by Michael Jeter. Yeah, who, like yeah. who should be more interesting, I think. Yeah, because he's you know he's he's leading the team kind of. Well, and and I think it does speak to like we were we learned about earlier. This movie didn't have a finished script, 
So they're yeah. doing it, mm. and I'm sure when they got to the editing bay on this movie, the editors mm-hmm. and and like, and it's only an hour and a half. Jurassic Park movies are always over two hours, so there's probably so much that just didn't really make sense because they didn't have a Release finished draft. Release the Johnston cut. <laughs> <laughs> HBO Max, get Johnston back in there. <laughs> That seems to be HBO Max's entire platform. Is like, yeah. hey, you want to see better versions of old movies you liked? That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I like it. They're the remixers, you know. See, I, I think when uh, when that Justice League drops, I think that'll be the second podcast. I'll have to find a host to do it with, but uh, I just on that movie alone, just the movie, and then the like a whole podcast, 10, ten episodes of because because it might be a TV <laughs> series. I don't know if you guys heard that. Yeah, oh, I'm, shit. Not, I'm not on board with that because I want to be able to just get a free trial of HBO Max and be done with it. <laughs> I don't want to hold on for like eight weeks or something like that. Well, and for the record, I think it's the, a stupid idea, but it's too interesting not to watch for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm there. Either like, way. They, they're yeah. they're going to get my attention and they're going to get my hours, but you know. Yeah. I, uh, I guess I'll have to get my money for a few for a month or two, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna. Have you guys seen Kong Skull Island? Yes. Which is that That's the one with um, Tom, Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. To me, that is good character work in a in a big monster movie. You know, yeah. it was surprisingly Everybody gets a good. Moment. I didn't. Yeah. I watched the movie on a plane because I just when it came out, I was like, oh gosh, it's so dumb, like all this stuff. And then I finally watched it on a plane, and I was like, oh, I liked that movie. That well, was it's really a good. perfect yeah, like, plane movie. Yeah, you got to It's a the characters are like the, you don't need a whole like backstory, but I think they're developed enough and they actually ha- are three dimensional on that as opposed to this where it's expedited or, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah. But I so, <laughs> can't figure it out. Let's, let's talk about they're They're on the plane. Um, a lot mm. of those shots are a practical plane set that they built, which is super cool. I was watching the you behind mean like the they're scenes. They're in the air. No, no, like when they when the plane is like ripped apart and it's just the oh, the okay. pit and it like falls out of the tree. Okay. Um there are a couple of CG shots in that, but a lot of that is just actual planes like that they built. Mm. Um that's really cool. Well, pre pre the dark knight rises. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right, right. Um <laughs> and I I I think if I remember right, maybe you two will know better, but I think among f- like quote-unquote fans of the series like the spinosaurus is like a big no-no is that correct mm. not a, uh, to me it's not as a big of a no-no as the uh the one in worlds oh, but Indominus that's just me yeah well, I that's just, just me i i think it's pretty my cool money, I, <laughs> it's a cool looking it's a cool looking creature like you know dinosaur but i think Maybe among purists, it might connect to why I love Jurassic World so much. So I'm not. I'm going to hold off on my opinion on uh, the Spinosaurus for now, at least. Okay, cool. Uh, or at it, least on, it, on the public like, opinion of the yeah. Spinosaurus. It feels like in this one they leaned into the naturalized dinosaurs, and in World on they're they're creating lab-based dinosaurs. So it's yeah, whatever you prefer, you know. Yeah, but I I, I like the crocodile head of it. And when it's in the mm-hmm. water, yeah. that is a really good scene, I think. Yeah, I like that sequence. The mm-hmm. whole boat sequence is awesome to me. Yeah. I think. But um Yeah, I'm in agreement on we're that. We're skipping a lot. What Jordan? Yeah. I mean, the they, ship. so you you find out that <laughs> Willie H. Macy 
and Taya Leone are not just thrill seekers. Their son's there, like we already mentioned. So they crash land, and all, all the parents care about is finding their son. All Grant cares about is finding the coast. That's pretty much what we have. And, of course, even though they both have their different things, they still end up staying together the whole time because mm-hmm. uh, of dinosaurs and what whatever. So they eventually make their way to the basically the headquarters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the island from the second movie. Is that right? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Not the first movie. Oh, yeah. Because he Correct. says, yeah. he says, I wasn't on this island. Which really begs the question, why the hell didn't they visit the first island from the first movie? Yeah. That's I mean, just yeah, my I would problem. have to imagine they're both restricted. So, yeah. Why would they go to like, oh, yeah, let's go back to that other island where they housed, out, housed all the temporary dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> feels like a smaller scale like when it could have been potentially bigger all you had to do was go to site a and uh you're automatically your scale of the movie is bigger yeah. right it's I like, know. guys we have a free trip to orlando where do you guys want to go disney world or sea world oh we definitely want to go to or, sea world or disneyland <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but um, um i i do yeah i do really like um later when the like the aviary is really cool i like the idea that they built that in the park yeah that's, mm-hmm. that's super cool. super cool. Um, yo, it, go ahead. I heard I heard a breath. Like I'm gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> Was that me? Because <laughs> I did. Um, I, all right, uh, they're in the bird cage, and that to me is also an effective scene. Even the old people sitting in front of us talking about <laughs> guano could not ruin. And and I was saying to uh, my girlfriend, we were watching it today. There's a thin line sometimes between like horrifying and funny. And the part where that pterodactyl's walking down the plank is to me funny slash terrifying. Yeah. Uh, in a perfect blend. They, they yeah. look like you know? a Tim Burton character or monster. So that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think that works for me. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they're really cool. Any, I think any time a creature slowly comes at you and has a look that's like, I'm going to get yeah. you. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. But, um, you yeah. know, they, they find the kid. The kid's been, we already kind of touched on him living in the island. Mm-hmm. There's a raptor attack. I think it's weird how it, in each successive movie, the velociraptors look less and less cool. They get more colorful, don't they? Yeah. Like toy, toyetic. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird. They, they, like, they get more like they would have actually looked like full yeah. like raptors. Because, like, in reality, by the time we get to world, they have like feathers and stuff, which is like the reality of what Velociraptors would have. But yeah. it, it, yeah, it's not as cool looking as like a reptile-looking dinosaur. You know, like. Mm. There is true science to the fact that they share more with birds and like to the point like they a lot of them did have that feathers, is but. and that's something I, I hate to digress too much but like I feel like that's something they don't quite capitalize in this entire franchise is is these are linked to birds not mosquitoes yeah. which is somehow significant <laughs> yeah. to this uh, series like I would like it if if I were to write a Jurassic Park world I might lean more into like the aviary uh, type stuff because that's what they're evolved from yeah you know. Well, and I, I think in the That's first movie they do a really good job of that, especially bookending the movie with the um, with him, them flying away, and he he sees the the birds flying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and in this mm-hmm. movie, it's so confusing because it ends and they recreate. I'm sorry, I'm all we usually are much better at staying in course, <laughs> but um, it's just so odd to me that this movie ends with them flying away, and then he looks out and sees the pterodactyls. And I, I don't know what right. that, what the message is supposed to be of that. 
<laughs> well, I think the first one, they were going for a theme in the first yeah. one. And then this one, they ha- they have no theme whatsoever. <laughs> no. It's just, hey, look at those fucking things. You know? <laughs> Micah pointed out a really gross thing is when they're flying, how their pelvis is moved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the pelvises look, it's an odd movement. I would encourage you to look at uh, it again. <laughs> I am going to as soon as we're done here. Um, I was going to say, though, you guys probably maybe at this point have some loyal fans. They're probably pissed if we're jumping all over the place here. <laughs> I, right? don't thi- I don't think Sorry, so. Sorry, guys. This is also a very right. I think it also speaks to like how, how weird and confusing this movie is in a lot of ways. <laughs> I do want to say, though, kind of so I know that th- this movie, I think, is pretty good, has a lot of issues. A lot of issues, but mm-hmm. what I like, I like it so much more than the last one. And I, th- I haven't seen world since it was in theater. So I don't really remember, but, um, mm-hmm. these, the last movie is just like, they're trying to be as philosophical, if not more than the first movie. And that was so boring to me. And the action sequences were way too long for me. They, they were, were way too, too long and epic. Sure. Like yeah. each one was just so crazy. And then, you know, okay. Sorry. I'm go, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, it's just, um, I think if you guys listen to Blank Check, I listened to that Lost World one. The only thing that really works for me in that movie is uh, Pete Postlethwaite's little monologue about like his plight. Yeah. It's like, all you can keep your, your awards, your money. I just want like, I just want to look it in the eye and kill it. I love his I liked plight his character. He was cool. And I, it was a shame that there were too many people in that movie. Yeah, that, like had yeah. had yes. some kind of role because I loved him. Like Bob Balaban wannabe, who's like working yeah. with him, who isn't Bob <laughs> yeah, Balaban. Yeah, it was like just <laughs> so much. So then I was so bored during that movie, and when they got to because I hadn't seen that movie before, so when they get to San Diego, I was like, please end this movie. <laughs> I was just like ripping my hair out, and then uh, yeah. So then we get to this when we were watching it. I I'm watching it knowing that it's shorter, so I'm already more excited to watch it. But also <laughs> ninety like, under ninety, baby. They they. <laughs> <laughs> they don't try making it philosophical at all which is kind of an issue but at the same time because i was so bored with the last movie yeah it just worked for me right. on all those levels it's like i already saw jurassic park it was really interesting really philosophical and there was action now i just want to see dinosaurs chase mm-hmm. people yeah yeah we got to see both sides of yeah. the coin it seems yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's almost you could look at this movie if you wanted to if you're, you know, crazy, like probably all of us are with movies, if you wanted to like justify it, it's like, well, Lost World already kind of like ruined the streak of the movies so you can have fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like you don't have to. It, it is that weird thing where uh, with Star Wars in particular, I know with a lot of the new movies, I know that there's a ton of issues in them. But for the most part, I kind of mm-hmm. like them all. And And when people get really aggressive about them, like toxic i'm not talking Mm -hmm. like just a normal conversation uh where you just don't like a movie Mm -hmm. but i'm always like but there's a bunch of movies that they made in the early 2000s that aren't very good so this is this has never been a perfect franchise so you know like we don't have to hold it to the standard of empire strikes back (laughs) you know like you can let it go i'll tell you the simplest the simplest explanation for anyone who's toxic about star wars is just if they're like, oh, the movie like sucked or like whatever their opinion is. If it's negative, you just ask them, are you a seven year old kid? Because this is <laughs> yeah. that's who the movie was oh, for. Yeah. Like that's 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 literally like everyone forgets that Star Wars are supposed to be kids' movies. And like by the time we get to like episode nine, it gets like really dark and gruesome, and it's like we don't need it. Like it's yeah. a kids' movie. Like <laughs> scale it back. Like have fun with it. It's a space <laughs> opera. Like adventure. Just no, yeah, Jared. I don't, it's Star Wars. <laughs> 
We it's own it. Ours. We made it. When we saw the last one in theaters, there was a kid sitting next to me, and I don't think I've seen a kid more excited. And yeah. it just made me so happy to to watch that uh, movie. That's cool. But it's well, like I, that's why they make them. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I, I think of um, I don't know if you guys watch Patrick Willems videos on YouTube. Mm-mm. He he's like a no. um, he's a YouTuber, but he does um, film criticism videos, and they're I love his stuff. He's he's really great. But um, he did a video when Last Jedi came out because you know there's the people that like really hate that movie and he, throughout the video he would, yeah. it would just cut to him holding a billboard that says and don't forget this is a space movie about wizards in space written for children and then he'd put it down so and he kept just bringing it up yeah. every time um you know but yeah i think i think we're all in agreement on on that weird fan base stuff <laughs> Right, that they totally ran it into the ground, and JJ Abrams should be shot, <laughs> and Ryan Johnson should be hung from a yeah. tree. No, I'm sorry. No. William H Macy uh, might agree yeah. with that. No, Based on, this movie. <laughs> yeah, on his on his quote. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, and by the way, we have not covered that series, so I think uh, there are people listening to our pod that are like, oh. Ooh, I, I think we've confused them enough that they may don't maybe don't know where we stand on the new movies. <laughs> what? <laughs> and also, what movie? What episode is this right now? Um, <laughs> I'm well, just kidding. Uh, we're we're in our sixties or seventies, I think now. If that's what you were asking. Oh yeah. No, it was like what? What's the topic of conversation? Oh. <laughs> but I'm glad you guys are in your sixties. We're still under ninety. That's cool. So we haven't been at the game as much. Hey, keep it under <laughs> ninety. That's what my tattoo says on my my arm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's return to the park as we keep yes. doing with these movies. Um, where, where are we at? We've talked about the pteranodons, ter- the velociraptors. He he found the kid. Yeah. They they dig a phone out of poop, which we we talked about that. <laughs> um, there there is. How about that scene? No, no, oh, go, ahead, sorry, go ahead. I was going to talk about the scene where they're at the gate and they hear the phone and the Spinosaurus makes it a point to sneak up on him with the phone in his belly. <laughs> I, I, I did say when we were watching it, like they turn around and he's just standing there, which is just like, okay. And I was like, why would you even try running at that point? That's how I No, felt. No stomping this time. He's just like, yeah. what's up guys? Well, that, that mm-hmm. that's a moment. Right. Um, if, if, if you listen to our previous episode, we had Nick Turner on and he said a lot of, the uh, Lost World feels like Spielberg going, yeah, maybe it doesn't make sense, but that's movie making. Yeah. And that was like his joke throughout <laughs> our podcast. And that moment right there is like, that's movie making. <laughs> like, it's just there. Hey. And you're like, okay, it doesn't make sense, but that's fine. Yeah. But I don't I don't like nitpicking yeah. on those little things. It's like, whatever to me. Um, I, I just thought it was cute. He's like, hey, hey, hey. He's just, hey, guys. Yeah. Just sitting Kinda there. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the dinosaurs on this particular island are they're they're little uh, they're little heck raisers. They're just like, I'm yep. gonna get you. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're sneaking up on you. They're little. Well, you know, I, I let's project a theory onto these. Like, okay, I'll like site A is probably like you know the all stars. You got your T Rex on there. You got your rep, and then site B, they're like the B squad. So they probably are trying to overcompensate all throughout this island. Trying to make their way into the spotlight. Oh, nothing yeah. to lose. That's what they are. They're just a ragtag group of dinosaurs. They're, they're as far the as runners up at the talent show. They're the guys you get when you can't get the <laughs> other guys. But they can kill a T Rex right quick. 
yeah. Paul, right quick, sir. So, um, yeah, there's the, they get on the boat. The whole fam's there having a jolly good time. They're being chased by velociraptors like the whole time, even though we kind of see him once and then one more time because <laughs> he's still eggs. But which and, and his motive for stealing the eggs is like baffling to me because he's oh, yeah. He's a scientist, and I know he's, like, motivated by money, and I know that that's, like, a big theme in these movies is, like, showing how, like, greed can corrupt and, like, capitalism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But he studies these dinosaurs, yeah, and he's he has not, like, a that grant type of person. as his boss. So it's, like, what did he think was going right. to happen? Yeah. Yeah, it's honestly, like, that's his thought. Like, come on, what's going to happen, <laughs> guys? Like, um, this happened twice before, like, yeah. already? Yeah. So then we have the the His, really uh, great sequence mm-hmm. where they're in the water and the and he's trying to call Laura Dern. Good sequence. And and it cuts back to her son Charlie like getting distracted by America's favorite dinosaur Barney. And <laughs> and I I yeah. think that's a fun sequence. Um again it it doesn't quite hit the like Spielberg level of like tension for me, but it's still as good as this this movie has gotten in as far as tension goes. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps that it's raining and it's night mm-hmm. and there's like flashing lights. That always makes it much more interesting. Because most of this movie is just daytime mm-hmm. stuff, which is not unusual for Jurassic Park. But yeah. um, it, uh, it makes sense knowing that there was like half a script or whatever, because they can always lean on this sequence and the pterodactyl cage sequence and they can yep. build a story around that. And at the very least, they'd have a decent yeah. movie because yeah. of those sequences. And I think if you are a kid, I mean, this is just great. You're like, finally, pterodactyl or pteranodons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And finally, this other <laughs> thing that's even bigger than a T-Rex. Heck yeah. But then, so then after the sequence, is that mm-hmm. when the, ter- they're not, the um, velociraptor thing happens? Where they like give the egg? Yeah. I mean, they like give the idol to them. And for me, them. it's like, talk about a scene with no tension. I like <laughs> don't care if any, like if the mom or the dad gets killed or something. It's just like, we're almost at the end of the movie. Let's just get it over with. Right. And it, yeah. Yeah. Too little, it's too also late. Like, I know that they were trying to establish with the eggs earlier, like, Oh, these are going to be, be used, but it's in such a blase fair way that, that by the time you get there, you're like, mm. Oh yeah. What? Why do they, why did they want to keep them? And it doesn't feel like, Oh, it like, I don't get that moment where I'm like, Oh, I get it now. I'm just like, Oh, okay. I guess someone wrote this movie for sure. Cause this feels so written. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like those moments in movies like this where it just feels like you can hear a writer like typing on their typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> um i i definitely feel that with the ending of this movie uh with the navy and and the marines showing the merchant marines showing up at the end yeah and the day x navy (laughs) shows up and saves the day um before that they i like the part and this is kind of like where jurassic world kind of went when we started that i think we kicked off like nostalgia craze with world is they go back to the site of, of the visitor center, and it's uh, it would have been a perfect blast from the past if they yeah. went to site A where that banner yeah. hung and, and the raptors and the kitchen and all that. No. But we don't get that. We get site B's yeah. visitor it's like center. They, they d- destroyed that set or something, <laughs> and they couldn't bring it back. <laughs> yeah, well, it's almost like Joe Johnston was like, "Yeah, yeah, Jurassic Park is great, but I'm a real big fan of the Lost World, so I really want to make a direct sequel to the Lost World." Like, right. And 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 I want to match the excitement level of that whole movie. I want to. I want you to be just as bored as you were with Lost World. 
<laughs> and we're going to do it in less time, too. <laughs> I mean, that's all it's I ask, be great. if that's how he feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Um, in the then, like, uh, Teo Leone doesn't really um, mourn uh, no. the Seinfeld guy, Milos, yeah. the tennis instructor. Maybe that's why she so, let him go parasailing. That is, <laughs> it, this is a plot. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah, I think we've kind of covered the whole thing. It's it's a very odd movie. There's just really in a lot not any depth. It's just there's not a lot I feel like to dig into. Yeah, and in and and like in previous. To, to me, it, it it feels very um, sci-fi channel with a really big budget, like like the best yeah, sci-fi yeah, movie, it's like a... sci-fi channel movie ever made, but not the best like movie ever made. <laughs> Written by Alexander <laughs> Payne. <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's uh it's an odd movie. I do think it is kind of fun though. I I had I had before we'd watched it, I had kind of put this movie in like it's just a bad bad movie and i do think it's a bad movie but it's certainly mm -hmm. enjoyable to watch i agree and, and like i said this is my second favorite so what does that tell you because i do have a lot of problems <laughs> yeah. with this movie which means like the franchise as a whole i'm not the biggest fan of i guess that's what that means well, I, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan, so I'm a, I'm more forgiving <laughs> yeah. of certain things. But I I do wish I do wish uh, we did Fallen Kingdom because I that I think it would have been a really uh, blood boiling interesting conversation because <laughs> I really I really dig that movie. There's a lot of like, and I feel like yeah. a contrarian in the I, way that well, I like it. I mean, send yeah. send us a like uh, a, like a two minute recording, and we'll put it at the end of our episode. You, are you guys? That'd be cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Cool. But um, sounds good. Yeah. So I want to hear. I'm, well, is there anything else we want to talk about with this movie, Jurassic Park Three? Does anyone have anything mm. else they have? Uh, as far as advancement of a franchise, which is really the goal when it comes to sequels, uh, it doesn't really do much. Uh, to sum it up, but it does have exciting parts for me, and I don't hate okay. it. So that's. That's about as good yeah, as it I gets for me. <laughs> I'll give it, a, yeah, I'll give it like a six and a half yeah, out yeah, of ten. Yeah, I think that's I'd good. Say. It's less for me, but I I totally respect that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hit us with your with your Jurassic World thing. I, you're priming us for next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I hope I, I hope I didn't build it up to be much more than it is. And uh, and I, to for the listeners, I'm I am going to be getting into some plot points for Jurassic World. So you may want to pause my portion of this and, and listen to it later. But I think the problem with this movie is that it's kind of trying to do what Jurassic world can do successfully, which is separate it from mm -hmm. Spielberg. And like you got the first two movies and then you got this one and it's kind of like a transitional movie where I think by the time we get to Jurassic world and there's enough separation, we're kind of like the whole uh, like I, the whole uh, mentality of the movie is like, yeah, who cares? It looks cool. Like that's, that's kind of like the whole point yeah. of that movie is like, it doesn't matter. It just looks cool and nothing is going to be as good as the first one. So let's just have fun with it. And so like, that's kind of how I feel about Jurassic park three is like, you know, it, it, we weren't yet ready to accept uh, some sure. change yet, you know, like that's kind of how I feel like we were too close to the previous ones that were like, we just want more of the same. And we didn't know that we wanted something a little bit different. But regarding why Jurassic World makes me cry is because of 
and kind of touching on Jurassic Park 3, like if people, I can only uh, theorize why purists may be against the Spinosaurus. I got nothing to, against it. I mean, it's a dinosaur that, you know, existed. So it's like, you know, it, that's fine. You know, but I think the problem is that everyone kind of forgets that the T-Rex is the hero yeah. of that yeah. first movie. So by the time yeah. you get to Jurassic World, and like shit is going down and like, you know, they only have one option left. What are they going to do? We need to get that T-Rex from the first movie. Like a lot of people don't connect oh, yeah. that. At the end of Jurassic World, that is the same T-Rex who saved everybody in the first movie. So it's like, they're like, girl, we need your help. Like they go and they get like, I'm, I'm getting a little <laughs> emotional right now. It's like, it's like, it's like going back to like the one, you know, like we, we can't get out of this without you. And like, she comes crawling out, like, you know, and like the light kind of shines on her. She's like, what do you need me to do? And like, she's like, like Rambo. Over there, like, yeah. Yeah. Like Indominus Rex attack. And then there's like, she's like, they're like fighting and it's like, screw you. And like, she destroys the Indominus Rex, you know? And it's like, ah, I don't know. The, I, I, <laughs> I tear up every time she starts walking out of that yeah. paddock because I'm like, that's, that's our hero. That's the same one. Like that's, that's the girl who saved everybody in the first one. So like I theorize that that might be why people are against the Spinosaurus. Cause like they see a T-Rex go down, they, they assume that it's the same T-Rex and they're like, no, 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 you can't do that to, to Rexy. Like yeah. we can't, we can't have you do that. So I don't know that that's, that's my theory on it. Mm. But, and yeah, and that's why I, tear up at the end of every movie because it's like it doesn't matter like all of this stuff is like it's great it's cool but the thing that really matters is that first one and like nothing is ever going to be as good as that first one nothing is ever going to defeat that first one wow i don't know johnston <laughs> cut johnston cut I, yeah i think that's yeah. i'm definitely going to be mulling that over because we're we're going to record that one uh next next friday so we'll probably wa we usually watch the day before so we'll probably watch it on thursday and i will i will be thinking about Me that too. that's a mm. that's a pretty interesting way to that's, view it it's honestly like you you can watch that whole movie the whole movie is telling you this movie doesn't even deserve to exist you guys we should just enjoy mm. it like that that's basically you got the uh the jake johnson guy in that like in that control room and he's just and he's reminding everybody like hey you remember how cool the first huh. Like, all right, like, it's going to be kind of more of the same, but, like, let's just I try like to have that. fun with it. Oh, man, no, you may have like, cracked it. You need to, yeah. you need to, you need to get this out there. <laughs> do, you, do you, do you think if Grand Moff Tarkin's CG double said that to us, the viewers during Star Wars, like, guys, just sit back. You know, it's never yeah. going to be as good as Empire. Like, we would accept maybe. it more. Maybe. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, having said that, I think they should bring back Hammond in CG, even though he died in the second one. Uh, I think we can all agree that they should bring back him as a, a totally <laughs> CG double in the next one too. And don't even touch upon the up on the fact that he died. Like his character, <laughs> yeah, just let it. No, well, isn't there the a kids, statue too, of you Hammond? CG them too in uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, I did like that touch yeah, a lot. In, that was like, oh, that's very cool. I'm talking yeah, hologram yeah, at least. So yeah, I like movies that could like do like the nostalgia factor right like yeah. as much i did not like the uh the ghostbusters reboot that they did but i thought that all of the fan service that was included in there was very well done okay i have not i've i'm not uh, very loyal to that franchise i've only seen the first movie so admittedly 
I, I, like I'm a child of the '80s, and I'm not even like a huge Ghostbusters yeah. fan. I think that they're kind of like they're kind of overrated, to be honest with you. Like, really, only the first one is really good, and like I don't even think it's like that special. But I I don't know. I, it's hard for me to place where the culture was in 1984 because <laughs> it was a year before I was born. Uh, that one we we did a Patreon bracket to choose our next series, which was the series we just covered, Middle Earth. Oh, okay. And um, I. That Ghostbusters was on there, and I was just hoping it'd get off because I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't think I'll be that interesting because I just have no loyal. I like, I saw the first movie, and I was like, yeah, I kind of like it, I guess, because Bill Murray's in it. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my take on Ghostbusters one. So I just don't have. How any... long ago was that though? When you saw it, uh, I was probably that'd have been like six or seven years ago. I mean, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, maybe maybe it would be interesting because we don't have any loyalty to it. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I like it. I probably have more of the same boat. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> but that's that is very cool. Yeah. Um. And then wh- who was it? Dan or Jeremy that said Fallen Kingdom was your second? Uh, that's me. Yeah, Dan. Okay. Um. Yeah, send us send us a clip and we'll. Can I just you know a short one? It's gonna be me we'll saying, guys, it's my second favorite movie, and that's it. <laughs> no, I'll, send, I'll I'll tell you why I like it. I'll I'll try to keep it quick too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Cool, thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you for being on. Thank this you. was a really great episode. You guys were great. Oh, oh thank you for having us. Do it again sometime. Yeah, we'd love to have you on again. And we're it's, yeah, it's it's nice to actually like you know like you said this is the closest to ninety, but it, it is nice to actually get to talk about movies that are over because there's a lot of big blockbusters that we just will never be yeah. able to cover on our yeah. show <laughs> yeah well we'll we'll have to have you on again to do something that's like i don't know maybe even two hours or an hour 45 well like i said if you get to, you get around to back to the future uh you keep me in mind because i i have oh that's right you did much love that. for back to the future yeah back to the we're we're hedging our bets on uh we really want to try and try hard to get scott ackerman on back to the future Oh shit! That, That's a big dream. I support, I support that. <laughs> Holy! It's, it's a big dream, but we've heard him on another podcast say how he likes to try and do podcasts, and so we're we're. I, I emailed his publicist, and the publicist told me to email his manager, and I'm just like crossing my fingers and praying because that uh, would be. I'm knocking on wood here for you guys because that's <laughs> yeah. If that ever happened, then we might just be like, all right, and that's our last episode. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. We've done it. I would be fine with that. <laughs> I might have to edit that out though. I don't know. That that's that's telling people too much, but maybe it, it'll put it out there. Maybe somebody who listens to our podcast knows it's Mr. Like the secret man. Just make it. Just will it into yeah. happening. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but thank you for being on um listener we we are going to be on the 90 under 90 jordan and i and we're going to talk about Ooh. wes anderson's fantastic mr fox i already said it at the beginning but you're going to have to tune into that it's this same week what do you guys I, come I, out on I wednesdays or I, thursdays. thursdays we're on thursday so we may uh we may have released before this one i'm not sure i think you could you said you might have been dropping this on a friday or something yeah, yeah we do fridays so yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think our I think our episode just dropped yesterday. We're look, we're going Perfect. into the future here, folks. <laughs> so go back to the future. It was <laughs> a really good episode too. Oh, oh really, yeah, really one of the best. <laughs> yeah, in podcast history. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. All right. Do you guys have anything to plug? Yes. Uh, very soon we have a feature film coming out called An Intervention. It's uh, all improvised. It's a mock doc about 
group of high school friends who bring uh, one of them used to date a guy and brings her ex to her house to throw a impromptu intervention for him. And uh, I think it's the best thing I've ever done. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to find that. I'll just, we're going to create a website, all that. So it's really early. But uh, if you go to facebook.com slash Eek Theater, I believe, or you just find Eek Theater or Eek Entertainment, we have two separate ones and uh, keep you up to date there. That sounds cool. Wow. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. And uh, for me, I just, uh, I would just say listen to 9090. Because that's uh, aside from this movie that we both have uh, coming, that's all I've got. I've, my projects are a little too far out to really plug just yet. Cool. Well, thanks again for coming on, listener. You know, but go to Patreon.com/slash Micah McCaw and and listen to our episode on Finding Dory this month that you cannot hear unless you're a patron. Ooh. <laughs> all right. See you later, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Took it easy. <laughs> <laughs>